This is the Wayne Ayers Podcast. The Wayne Ayers Podcast. Woohoo! Time to wake your ass up for a blessed day. What's up, beautiful people? This is the Wayne Ayers Podcast. Yes, the Wayne Ayers Podcast. And today we got a very, very special episode, a two-part episode featuring some LAFC executives. For the first part, we will have Larry Friedman, the co-president and chief business officer. And for the second part, we will have Ryan Bishop, executive vice president of revenue and strategy and Christian Lau, Chief Technology Officer of LAFC. So I hope you guys have a very beautiful day. And I guess I really, really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. So let's get started. How are you doing today, Larry? I am very well. How are you? Pretty good. Can't complain. I, I'll try yeah. to get these over with. I know you got a big game tomorrow and everything, and it's Friday. All good. As <laughs> much time as you need or want. First question for you today is, how does LFC ensure that fan fan engagement initiatives align with the team's overall brands and values? Well, um, we we think about these things in that light before we go out and do them. Whatever those engagement methods, technologies, activities might be, right? We are always trying to be consistent with who who we set out to be, who we think we are. So, you know, we don't, we would, we would never, shouldn't say never, we would try very hard not to do something that, you know, if you were a fan and, you know, we decided to try some new method of interacting with you through push notifications we would never want your reaction to be wait wait a minute like i can't believe they did this i can't believe it like this is not my club this is not you know this is not how they treat me this isn't how they behave so i think we've always looked at everything we do through a certain lens and filters so that we try and be consistent with the club that we set out to build that we think we are and want to continue to be. Okay. I know, I noticed like when I go to like the BMO stadium, it's very like high tech, um, just QR code. Sure. Everywhere. Like yeah, yeah. you get into the stadium, you do the phone. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> but like, I know it's like, I feel like it's one of the more, I probably the most like tech team, like out of the sports teams in LA, me personally, so I want to know, like, how, how, how have you guys used, like, technology to, like, implement some uh, fan uh, initiatives for you? Sure, sure. So, you know, we've all, you know, gotten used to, like, life is here, right? You know, we all didn't know that we needed the internet in our pocket until Steve Jobs gave us the internet in our pocket. So what we have tried to do is leverage technology, available technology, um, so that your experience at the building 
is as call it frictionless as possible, right? So back in the old days, you'd have a paper ticket, you'd stand in line, you'd get to the turnstile, they would rip the, the ticket, you'd get a stub back, they'd keep the big piece of the, you know, and you'd go through the turnstile. And if you think about that, it's not a lot of activity, but it's enough that when you're talking about thousands of people, it causes a line to take a while. So when around the time we were opening the buildings, an example, it was kind of the beginning of the way paperless, no tickets, digital tickets. And we thought about that in terms of how great would it be if you could just walk up, swipe it, get a green light, walk on in. And so we try and do things like that as much as we can. So if you walk around the building now, I don't know when the last time you were there was, you know, we have these Vicky machines where you can walk up and buy a beer, buy a bottle of water. Um, you don't have to stand it. I was you know. just talking to Christian about that. And I think he's yeah. going to bring another thing. You guys are going to do another thing as well. That's coming out soon. Well, there's always, yeah. you know, and then and then grab and go, right? Where, you know, same same kind of concept. Where, as long as you're connected, you walk into a, a a store space in the stadium, grab what you want, and out you go. Um, so I think we're we're trying to. It's a couple things. One, we want your experience to be as seamless and as frictionless as possible. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, you'd rather not stand in line. We'd rather you not have to stand in line. So to the extent we can speed those things along, those experiences along, we're going to do it. And then the more we can use information and technology, not only to interact with you, but interact, in a smart and positive way. So for example, you know, the more, the more we can understand your behavior and patterns, like you come to every game, you always buy Heineken beer, you always eat a piece of pizza. So, you know, we would not, we would want to use that information, you know, in a way that we would not, suggest to you that hey there's you know 25% off on chicken fingers if you never eat chicken fingers it's not your thing like we should be telling you hey you know two for one on pizza or whatever it is because that is your thing and if you're consistently a Heineken drinker you know we shouldn't be bothering you that you know even though I know we don't do this it's just an example um you know, two for one on vodka tonic, right? So we we want to use information and technology not to bother you, but to make your you know give, yeah. give you more of what you would like and be interested in. You know, same thing, you know, there are ways, there's databases where we can find out that you know what? Wayne loves country music. Right. And every year 
he goes to somewhere between four and six country music shows. So what we shouldn't do is bombard you with offers, information, uh, opportunities to buy tickets to go see Blink-182 at the stadium tonight. Because we know you like country music. But when, you know, we ever get Kenny Chesney or Garth Brooks or some other country act, that's when we should take the opportunity to engage and offer you something. That's, that was really great, like, great, well put. I think that would be very beneficial just for all entrepreneurs to really take Sure. It. No, yeah, that was actually, yeah, I didn't really didn't think. Well, that. and I, I'm, I'm sure that you have had the experience, whether it's with a consumer brand or it's a venue, you know, you buy Anaheim Ducks tickets and the next thing you know, you're getting emails from the Honda Center about the ice capades and Disney on ice and, you know, NCAA regional basketball. And you sit there thinking, hey, like, I'm an NHL fan. I went to a Ducks game. Why do you think I want the other stop? So, and and what ends up happening is you get emails and you're like, why am I getting this email? Yeah, right. Yeah. And and we, we want to, as much as we can, we want to avoid that reaction to anything we do. Why am I getting this? Why are you, LAFC, doing this? Why, why is BMO Stadium doing this? We want you to see things and think, hey, like, I'm glad I got that. Or there's this new technology being deployed at the stadium. I'm glad it's here. You know, even some simple things like charging stations for your phone. Like we all run out of battery at the wrong time sooner or later. <laughs> um, and so it's things like that where, you know, if it even those are the kind of things like the the vending machines where you can get the drink, the grab and go market, the the charging station, you know, the the interesting things about deploying technologies and opportunities like that is you may not even use it. But when you see it, you think, wow, like that's that's cool that that's there. That is cool that that's there. One day I might need it. One day I might try it. Not today, but it's cool that it's there. So you get I think there's a benefit in not only the people who use these things, interact with these things, but it's also because you're you have the right you have the impression we want you to have is that our building is as tech forward and the experience in the building is as tech forward as possible, right? So Christian and I always talk about, if it's new, we'll try it. We'll try anything. And, you know, if the feedback comes in a negative way, right? And we hear from you, like, I really did not like that. I don't know why you did that. Chances are other people are saying the same thing and it's going to go away. But more often than not, you try these new things and people are like, wow, that was good. Keep doing that. Oh, no. I was just like, I was just thinking about like going to my next question. I was like, how do you guys like go about like, like uh, partnering up with other tech companies to like implement these goals? Well, the beauty, um, the beauty uh, of what we do is that a lot of a lot of the opportunities tend to find us because 
sports venues, entertainment venues are together, right? Whether it's in the U.S., whether it's in the state of California, whether it's globally, are a sizable market opportunity for tech providers, other providers. And we we have found, and there's a number of things that we've used over the years where we're kind of at the beginning and, you know, a new a tech startup or a company that has a new product, whether it's Ticketmaster or somebody else who's well-established, they have a new, they have a new technology. They want to try it out because if we use it and it works, they can then go to everybody else, right? We're sort of the test case, the proof of concept. And one of the things that I, I cannot compliment or praise Christian Lau enough about, and the same for Ryan. I don't know if you talked to Ryan today. Yeah, I talked to him. Um, they have built incredible relationships with people in the high-tech community where we tend to be offered the opportunity sooner rather than later to try it. And our building has over the, you know, we opened in 2018. So this is the sixth season. We're open for soccer and concerts and whatever. You know, we've developed a pretty decent reputation as a high quality entertainment venue so that, you know, you're, you're trying to get Madison Square Garden to give it a try. You know, you, you have a new technology and you're trying to get Madison Square Garden and Wembley Stadium in London um, and the United Center in Chicago to sign on, it helps you to be able to say, well, we had a pilot program at Bank of California Stadium with LAFC and 95% of their surveyed fans say thumbs up. So a lot of times it's coming to us, but at the same time, we're fortunate that we have people like Ryan and Christian uh, some of our owners, you know, Chad Hurley, who's one of our owners, is a co-founder of YouTube. He knows a little bit about technology. So every <laughs> now and then, right, every now and then he's calling and saying, hey, have you thought about this? And the same thing, um, we're very, very fortunate that we have, you know, Lon Rosen, who's uh, the chief marketing officer at the L.A. Dodgers, and Brandon Schneider, who's the president at the Golden State Warriors. These guys are our partners, but they're also running similar enterprises and venues. So something comes across their desk. A lot of the time I'll get a phone call or an email where one of those guys will say, hey, this we're going to try this. You should try it, too. Or, hey, we looked at this and for these reasons, it doesn't work for us. But for these other reasons, we think it might work for you. So it's like so many other things in life, right? It's a lot of it's who you know and who you're talking to on a regular basis. And we we try and get ourselves in those conversations. Okay, cool, cool. I like that. No, that's really, no, that whole, everything you've been saying has been really spot on. I appreciate this. Cool. <laughs> um, I, I got two more questions for you. I wanna, sure. Um, how does your, how does LFC like utilize social media and online platforms to connect with fans and create like a sense of community? Yeah, so I think 
the you go back in the time machine to the beginning that is in fact how we connected with fans from day one and how we built this club community family um from the beginning and you know one of the things that we did early was and this was there are a lot of people who said you but bad idea bad idea but we did it anyway because we thought it was the right idea we we encouraged others and we did the same which was take instagram and twitter but predominantly instagram handles i'm at lafc larry our chief brand officer is at lafc rich yeah. a lot of the a lot of our um you know earliest supporters and fans did the same you know at lafc benny and 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 we created a community and it still goes today there is a whatsapp group that is i don't even know it's hundreds of people and in that group we have always dropped content and so do the other people in the group so whether it's our match day poster on on a game day all the pictures all the pictures from all the photographers at our game on Wednesday night are in the group and they're there for our internal folks are the external folks post them, post them. We don't have a monopoly on this stuff. You post it. And our feeling there was, you know, on the one hand we make, folks like you feel like, wow, like I'm in the tent, right? I'm not on the outside looking in, I'm inside. And it also, we, we never had the budget and didn't think that spending the money this in a, a particular way was the right idea anyway. Like we, we don't take out newspaper ads. We don't take out magazine ads. We don't do television commercials. We don't do radio commercials. We don't spend money on advertising. We felt like if we built a community in so on social media, and what we also don't do is we don't go out and buy followers, right? Um, there is a club in MLS that shall remain nameless that is not that much older than we are, but they got to a million followers but they bought them and you can go and see if you go look at who the followers are, you know, that these are just inactive accounts that are solely created for purpose of aggregating followers. So our idea was we bring people in the tent. We all, we create this, you know, at LAFC, fill in your name <laughs> um, community and we're sharing this content that the level of actual engagement, right? It's one thing to have followers, but if nobody's paying attention, what good is it, right? You want people who are reacting to posts, who are reposting, who are, um, you know, leaving comments, engaging in conversation. 
And so we, we used social media um, from the beginning as really the platform to drive brand awareness and engagement and to build a community. And, you know, it started with, we didn't have, we didn't have a logo. We didn't have color. And we went through a little campaign where, you know, we did, we did some uh, silhouette images of folks with the city in the background, different colors. What do you think of pink? What do you think of green? What do you think of blues? And, you know, you're, 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 you're not only providing interesting content, but you're engaging and, and there's a dialogue. And so a lot of people remember that they were a part of picking the colors for this new club. And that's how it happened, right? You know, they were in there and they were saying no to pink and they were saying no to blue. They are saying no to green. And they were all in on the black and gold. So um, social media, as opposed to, you know, static billboards, ads in the paper, it's bobblehead night at BMO Stadium, you know, stuff like that. We just, we just never done that. Oh no, I like, I really love this. No, this is like really insightful because it feels like you guys just pretty much great. like you guys just rely on the fans. Like, hey, we we're listening to you, yeah, and we're just gonna listen. Go. If you think about it, what 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 is more likely to be a call to action for you? You see an ad in the L.A. Times that it's you know fireworks night at BMO Stadium, or you have a friend who says to you, "Wayne, you gotta come with me. You." You haven't been there. You have no idea what's going on. It's going to blow your mind. No, yeah. Word of mouth is always going to be number one. Right? <laughs> right. As opposed to you're driving down Figueroa and you see a billboard. Right? The, 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 the engagement, the conversation, and that's what the difference between social media one of the differences, social media and print media or, um, you know, traditional TV, radio. Social media is a never ending seven by 24, 365 conversation. That's true. Right. And that that is a much more um, engaging and satisfying way to communicate for most people. Um really any and everything to do with the guest experience. So whenever we can eliminate friction, whenever we can get people into the building faster, transacting faster, um, you know, that's kind of our, our, our primary goal, right? And so we have technology across, you know, access control systems, point of sale, uh, biometric payments, all of those types of things that, that we bring out. Really, it just, it's to eliminate friction for the customer. Okay. Is there like any like certain like technology platforms that you like would recommend for like other companies to use? Uh, yeah. So, you know, we work with a company called Access AG um, for access control systems, uh, which is A-X-E-S-S and then AG because they're in, they're in Austria. Um, we also work with uh, Ticketmaster, right? So we're using uh, their latest and greatest um, 
you know, ticketing platform and uh, the smart ticks or safe ticks, sorry. Um, so we use NFC, everything's digital. We don't have any paper tickets. Um, everything is your is is done on, on the mobile device. Um, we even did a, a pilot before the pandemic using uh, biometrics. So using your face as your ticket, uh, which we hope to bring back uh, later this summer, hopefully. Um, so then you can just kind of walk in with your face and that you won't need a phone. Uh, we work with Clear as well, like you see at the airport. And so uh, that's been a really good partnership for us. Uh, we've been working with them to develop platforms outside of the, the the airport product, right? Primarily, again, biometrics. So they helped us with the uh, the ticketing pilot I mentioned with Ticketmaster. Um, and then we've actually been um, testing since uh, February of 2022 uh, using your face um, to buy beer. So buy beer with Clear is a thing that, that we did uh, as a pilot last year. Um, we've paused it for now just because we're working through some some nuances around how that works for the customer because it was a little bit of some challenges there, uh, but we'll be bringing that back um, soon. So basically, you use your face to do uh, age verification uh, and payment. So it's it's kind of next level stuff. No, I do one. I do notice that about like BMO Stadium is totally different from every other stadium. Like Staple, or uh, I think it's going back to Staples. They're like it's like older school. You got to read the tickets. Dodgers the same way. Like BMO, you see the QR codes everywhere around the stadium. So I was like, okay, cool, awesome. Are you in LA? Yes. Oh, awesome, man. Yeah, I go to okay. the games. All, I go to the games all the time. What? Yeah. Okay. Went, the last game I went to was uh, uh you guys played uh, Leon. That game was crazy. Oh, like, yeah, just yeah. Fan, our apologies. Like, no, I love it though. It <laughs> reminds me like I remember. It reminds me like like an old school like Euro game. You going to see the battle, yeah. the fans going crazy. Like I, I love that. Those are my favorite games to go to. Awesome. I know, yeah. But um, <laughs> one more for you, Christian. Uh, sure. Uh, what was about to ask? Uh, oh, what ways do uh you personalize uh custom? Uh, no, I'm not going to say that one. Uh, what messages do you? I don't know. My bad. I'm so sorry. There you go. I'm going to do this. I'm sorry. My bad. I'm gonna go to um, I'm gonna go to Ryan for this one. Cool. Cool. Ryan, uh, I want to know what messages do you take to ensure in, like um seamless integration between uh the oh my bad oh my goodness I'm so sorry what is going on the question okay what what has increased uh, revenue opportunities that fans uh, has fan engagement provided for you guys? Sorry, can you repeat that one? I just want to make sure what, I heard it right. Yeah, what has what has increased uh, what revenue increased opportunities has fan engagement provided for you guys? Got it. So, like, are you asking um, from a, how much has fan engagement driven revenue for us? Yeah. Is that yeah? Okay. Sure. So, what I would say is, look, we have something that the reason that I'm still at LAFC and have been a part of the club for so long and love it is because the culture that we built from a fan perspective in terms of not just the supporters, but the way that that was created is so unique in sports in general. And the biggest thing that it really comes down to more than anything is listening. And what that means, it's like easy to say that, but it's hard to actually show it in or do it in reality. Everything from the design thinking sessions we did back in 2015 and 2016 to just listen and learn about what the supporters wanted to have in the supporters bar, the Heineken supporters bar that we have, 
to the surveys that we do every single match and every single concert for every attendee to understand what their experience was like for food and beverage, for merchandise, for parking, for every part of their experience in the fan journey. That is what drives the most revenue for us actually, because the fact that we actually listen and implement changes and improvements based on the feedback that our fans are getting in every facet of that experience um, is what substantiates that inclusivity that we have with our fans and ultimately grows the the reason why we have over 18,000 full season members out of a 21,000, you know, 700 seat building is because people want to be there and they want to share that experience with their friends and their family. And it's because of that connection and all of the content that our branded community team does. Those are the fan engagement touch points, the listening and taking action. And then all of the storytelling about the, not just the celebrities and people we have, but also the, the fans that are, so amazing when you go and why you love that Leon match. Um, that's what drives the revenue for us, not just from a consumer perspective, but just as much from a brand partnership perspective, because that's what, um, that is why brands want to work with us. Also, does that oh, oh, go ahead, my bad. No, no, I was saying, does that answer your question? Does that help? No, yeah. I also want to mention, because I do realize like, I get the surveys. And it's not like, is there like something you guys do different between everybody else's surveys? Because sometimes when you get company surveys, like, oh my God, like, it's kind of like annoying. But with you guys, it feels like, I don't know, like the, I don't know if it's a question you guys ask or part of the survey. It just feels like it's a very simple survey. It's just in and out. Yeah, well, I appreciate you saying that because we, we've we definitely worked hard to perfect it over time. I think what we do that's maybe a little different than some is like we're very keen to uh, survey fatigue. And that means that you may attend every single game, but we're not going to necessarily, like, especially as like a full season member and the account holder, we're not going to give you the exact same survey every single game. So what we do is actually rotate it so that uh, if you're a, a new fan, then we're going to give you that because that may be your last and for, first and last touch point that you have with the club. And we want to make sure that that's really impactful and we're listening. But if you're someone that's coming really frequently, we selectively choose how many times we're going to survey you over the course of the year because we don't want to overwhelm. So that way it's just enough. And then that way, when we give, say, the mid-year survey, experience survey that we'll do as well, or the end of season survey, you spend more time and you care more about that and the other because you didn't, you weren't over surveyed and the questions that we're giving you are tailored based on your experience, where you sit, everything. Um, so those, that whole like filtration process really helps make it so the survey you're taking is actually much more efficient than it could have been if we gave everything to everybody. Okay, yeah, I noticed it. I was like, there's something different because your guys' survey seems like a much simpler process and you go through it and it, yeah, it is different. Every, noticing it is different every time. Appreciate um, it. Yeah. Uh, Christian, one more for you. I wanted to know, let's do that. Uh, oh, what challenges or obstacles have you encountered in implementing technology driven for our fan customer engagement initiatives? Um. Challenges, I would say um, nothing challenging in relation to customer adoption. Like that's actually been really good for us. Um, and as you know, like going to our, our, our events, 
uh, we have a young demographic, right? So there's there's a lot of expectations that we do what we do. Um, I would say some of the challenges we've seen in the past really had more to do um, with the technology potentially not being fully baked um, and you know iterating and, and testing things. I say the word pilot a lot because there are some things that we do in the venue that um, are a bit esoteric, man. You know, they're just not uh, commonplace yet, but we want to give it a go and, and see what makes sense, what doesn't, that kind of stuff. Um, so that's kind of a roundabout answer, but there's really not any technology per se that we've rolled out that was like, um, you know, not not adopted, if that makes sense. Really, I'll not to flip the question real quick. Like when it comes to uh, autonomous retail, um, you know, self-checkout, trying to get um, our demographic, especially our young people that don't really necessarily want to talk to somebody to order beer. Um, you know, we've, we've focused heavily on force multiplying technology uh, like self-checkout, which has been um, really well received and it, it eliminates, um, you know, the wait times quite a bit. We've, we've seen a lot less friction in those environments.